I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. I've never seen anything like this. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Never seen anything like what? Like this. This podcast. Like this podcast. Okay. Are you going to... We talked about the commercial for this before we hit record. Are you going to go see the that new movie, Us? The Jordan Peele movie. My wife has talked about it so much that we will see it. She really is excited oh, for it. Oh, you're going. Was, was really freaked out about it. Like, really, like, freaked out in a good way. Like, she really wanted to go see it. And every single YouTube video I've ever watched since that trailer came out, <laughs> the ad has been that movie. It, it freaks the, me out. The freaky just one with, watching with, with it. Lupita Nyongo, and it's she's being chased by herself, and she is creepy. And then it has that song, I got five on it. Yeah, I, 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 sing, I can't. That's the only part of the song I know, and I sing it all the time now because all I've seen is that commercial. I I don't I don't do scary movies in general, and there's like a deeper meaning behind that. But it's but that movie. The deeper that, meaning is he wets himself every single time. <laughs> the deeper meaning is he doesn't want to go get new pants. <laughs> um, but that tra- that trailer it legitimately like freaks me out when it comes on. I'm like, dude, it, it makes you like think about it, and I, I know it's going to be an amazing movie, and there's going to be some super deep meaning behind it uh, because I love the movie Get Out. And I like, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a good movie. I just, I don't, it looks wild. So you, you're going to have to tell me all about it when you go see it. Oh yeah, we'll see it and I'll, I'll tell you about it. But all right, today on the podcast, we will talk about the Mavericks lost to the Spurs on TNT. It's the first time that TNT has done a Mavericks game in two years. I think they didn't do one last year. That's true. They didn't come at all last year, did they? Nope. So yeah, that's a and this is a great great showcase for Luka Doncic on TNT. Oh, okay. So we'll we'll, is, we'll, get, huh. we'll get into that. I'll let you get I'll let you get into that. We're also <laughs> going to talk about uh, Chris Osborzingis had an interview with Karan Butler, which is kind of a weird sentence to say. Like, he had an interview with Karan Butler at the AAC during a TNT game. So we will play the audio from that. And we'll talk about that, and then uh, we'll talk about Jalen Brunson's All Rookie candidacy. We've been looking at the first and second teams and think that Jalen Brunson might have a shot. So we'll talk about that. But before we get to that, Dirk is t- is right now after the game and after his eight points in the first five minutes of the game, and he never scored after that. He is 26 points away from Wilt Chamberlain. Isaac, the Mavericks have a couple games coming up. They have the Nuggets on Thursday at the Nuggets, and then they have the Cavs on Saturday at home, Then they have the Pelicans on Monday at home. If you'd have to try and guess which of these next three games Dirk passes Wilt, which one would you bet on? I'm going with Monday Pelicans. Ooh, giving so, all three games. I'm so glad that it that it's not going to happen in Dip. Well, it could. Dirk could go off, you know. Uh, but let's just say let, let's say Dirk gets a casual eight to ten points and Denver plays safe. Eight to ten is no longer a casual point total for Dirk. Just- shut up! It'll always be a casual eight to ten. Um, <laughs> But then, so then he goes into the weekend, and then you get two games at home because we all want this to happen at home. And 
uh, we were scared that this could happen in this one. Uh, it's kind of like this four game stretch with a game with this away game in between it. Uh, really five game stretch, but two away two, and we're like, please don't let it fall in this stupid Denver game in the middle of both of these. So it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So let's hope that it's Saturday or Monday, and this can be a, a, another a great moment in the AAC. Definitely. Definitely. I, I want it to happen at home, but that's three games. Right now, Dirk is averaging, since the All-Star break, he's averaging eight points. Almost eight points exactly. So, uh, man. It's going to be close. No, I'll be it's going to be real I, I, close, man. No, I, I think I, I think it'll be, it'll be fine. I, if he doesn't I think get it on, really... If he doesn't get it on Monday, on Wednesday they play at the Trailblazers, then they play at the Kings, at the Warriors. No, so he, he's got to he's got to get it in these next. They're games. they're gonna. I think they'll make a point. I mean, they've lost what six in a row now. <laughs> um, they're one for ten, I think, in their last eleven. Yeah. So yeah, I think they'll make it a point. I think. I mean, we could see him go out in Denver and really try to you know get ten to I mean ten to fifteen points in Denver and see if they make a a, a really a push that. To where it's almost a given that it's Saturday or Monday. Are you suggesting that Dirk would stat pad? Is that what you're trying to say? Not Dirk. The Mavericks, maybe. The Mavericks would force Dirk to stat pad? Heck yeah. Go out there and launch him, bro. We're ready. (laughs) Might as well. Might as well at this point. (laughs) All right, so the Mavericks, like I said, they lose to the San Antonio Spurs 112 to 105. Man, this was just a rough the first thing that stands out is just a rough game for Luka Doncic. He had 12 points, cool. 6 boards, 7 assists. He shot 5 of 18 from the floor. That's 27.8%. He shot uh 1 of 7 from 3 and he was 1 of 9 from the line, from from yeah. the free throw line. And he had 9 turnovers. Is this the worst game of Luka's career so far? Uh, yeah, I think it's up there. <laughs> I think it's definitely top uh top he, 2 or 3. He's never had a game where he shot worse than 30% and had 9 turnovers. So, yeah, I mean, the turnovers is you know, what a lot of people want to bring out. I hate it. That was on this game was moved to TNT. It wasn't originally supposed to be a TNT game it was moved there. You know, the NBA is looking at it saying, oh, my gosh, let's put Luca on this national stage more. And um, it sucks that this was one of his worst games because as a result, now we're going to get some haters coming in saying, see, Trey Young, Bo- get out only if Trey so. Young has a good game. If he doesn't, they will be they will be silent. Like Trey scored like four and five points in games this season, so like don't try to pick apart one of Luca's bad game bad games. So um, Luca has bad games. Trey Young has bad months. I mean, oh, is that... get him, get him! Burr, burr, burr. Uh, nah, uh, that's stretching. I know that's that's stretching. Somebody will pull that out of context and no, they won't play play around with it. The Hawks uh, play Atlanta, or the Hawks play the Hawks play in Atlanta against Memphis on Wednesday. Oh, so if he has a really good game, someone will come out of the woodwork. Yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, I mean, it was a it was a bad game for Luca, and it, it just looked frustrating. Uh, is he fully healthy? We don't know. I mean, you he didn't he seem he- like it. Man, he did yeah, not yeah. seem like it at all. It's one of those things where Dallas isn't going to trot him out there if he's not fully healthy. Um, but it, it must just be a, you know a Luca thing, and he wants to you know, play through it, tough through it. There's different times he he was on the floor tonight, and he just laid there, or he was just frustrated, and but yeah. From a Lucas standpoint, it was uh, frustrating all all the way around for him and for fans watching. From our guy Bryce from Mavs Moneyball, he said that Luca was walking out through the tunnel to the locker room. He yelled the F word, and he hit something that sounded metallic. 
That would be the side of the tunnel. Uh, there have been a lot of players that have hit that side. Yeah, there's the like metal before. paneling down the tunnel. If you look down down the tunnel that has like drapes, like black pipe and drape, there's like metal on the side of of those as you walk down. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. If you smack those, it's gonna. It's uh, like smacking the side of a car, kind of. Over the last past two seasons, there have been a lot of um, down moments in which we've heard that uh, hit a lot of times. <laughs> Out of uh, frustrating. There's a lot. There's a lot of those those hitting, but there is there there is hope, and uh, the hope is Christoph Porzingis. And uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's hear from Porzingis himself, and then we will uh, we'll discuss. All right, Isaac. Let's hear from the man. Let's hear from the man himself, Christoph Porzingis. He uh, spoke again with Karan Butler, former Maverick, former Mav great Karan Butler. And uh, he interviewed him on the sidelines at the game. This is Porzingis. Dallas, it is now time for Courtside Report presented to you by Progressive. And I'm here with Mr. Porzingis. Can you just talk a little bit about how your health is right now and how you're feeling going forward? I'm feeling great. I'm super excited about the opportunity to be back on the court soon. Uh, I'm getting the itch. You know, I've been getting the itch for a long time to get back on the court. And now that I'm actually with the team 100%, and I just can't wait. Talk a little bit about the culture and what you're experiencing here in Dallas. I played here a couple of seasons, had an amazing experience. Can you just touch on that a little bit? Oh, yeah, exactly. As you said, you know, there's a culture. You can feel that. You know, guys like Dirk, like JJ, you know, they built that They built that culture. And they're a really important part of, of, of this organization. And, you know, just seeing all those great personalities being in this organization, being a part of this culture, you know, makes me want to be a part of this. Ooh. He uh, was sitting next to Mark Cuban, next to the bench. He's not sitting on the bench. He's sitting next to Mark Cuban. He kind of sits adjacent to the bench on that baseline. If you've never seen where Mark Cuban sits in the AAC, where the Mavericks play, uh, the Ma- so if you're looking at the two benches, so you're sitting in a, in a seat looking at the two benches, Mavericks bench is always on the left. The home teams is always on the left. And so he's on the left, and then Mark Cuban sits on the baseline, in the, in the seat four down or five down or close to that. But this time he was sitting just two down from the bench. So he's in that in that corner over there, the very far corner. And Chris Osborne was sitting in a seat right next to him. And then Dirk was sitting on the end at some time, at some points and Luca would sit down at the end there. And man, it's, they're just having a, they're just having a good time down there. The big stars of the, of the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, there, there uh, was a point that um, I think they caught on the broadcast, which Porzingis and, and Cuban were just chatting it up and have, having a big old time. You know, and that that's it. He talked about it in his in that interview there of man this culture and how excited he is to be a part of this now and play for you know play for the Mavericks. And it's not even. I mean, you don't. Crazy things happen in the NBA for sure, but on. The initial time that that trade happened, there was a lot of national speculation, and people were like, "Oh my gosh, this qualifying offer will he be with the Mavericks? Will he play for him? All you know, all this different stuff." I don't think any of those worries are there right now. <laughs> um, it's uh, there's a there is a, a lot of confidence uh, from everybody. Not not it, there's there would be it would be different if there's a lot of confidence going around between the organization and just people around the team and everything. And then Porzingis is kind of uh, doing what he did with the Knicks and kind of just 
sticking to himself and his team and them doing their own thing. Man, he is going on every road trip. He is with them everywhere. He just yeah. gifted the team that we were in the locker room the other night after game. Each player had this little um, had this little black box with this orange ribbon around it, and everybody's like, "What the, what the crap's this?" And um, Brokoff had his open, and it was you know new headphones, and but we didn't know what you know what it was. The next day, well, he's Porzingis- got a deal. He put it on his Instagram. He got an endorsement deal, I think, with, with Bose, and so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's JBL because yeah, yeah. because Lucas with Bose and it's like oh. Uh, but anyway, he gifted the whole team a, a pair of headphones. Uh, he just seems all like every bit on board with Dallas. And man, there were a lot of talk about this three on three scrimmage that he had. Um, yes. On let's uh Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. It'd be, it'd be Tuesday. Yeah, let's uh, let's hear from Porzingis about his health and his current state, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about that three on three. Some of the things that you've been doing lately, from an activity standpoint, to show that you're extremely healthy going forward. What have some of those things been? Today I played three on three. You know that's already. I'm pretty much tomorrow is, is going to be my first five on five practice. You know, full full on without any restrictions at all. And I've been feeling great. So as I said, I can't wait. Ooh, yes. If you couldn't hear, he uh, he said he practiced three on three for the first time. Or he practiced three on three. He did that that day, and for the first time on Wednesday, he will be doing five on five. No restrictions. No, not being held back. Nothing. Now he's not going to play. So everybody that's getting yeah. excited that says, "Oh, well, if he's he's fully back, he's still not going to play this season. They're still holding him out. It's mostly just precautionary." But he's uh he's back, man. And then uh, Chuck Cooperstein tweeted this today isaac sent this to me after watching christoph brzingis go 45 minutes of hard hard three on three today rick carlisle said quote porzingis is going to be fabulous from a skill standpoint from a 7-3 guy i've never seen anything like this Hmm. he just man that that quote right there we've all seen the videos we've been to practice and you know at after practice, we'll walk in. We see Porzingis doing his shooting drills. He looks he looks great on the court, uh, just lighting it up from, with the shots and stuff. But we, as far as the timeline of when he's supposed to practice and scrimmage and all that stuff, no one really knew that because his camp has this plan for him that the Mavericks have uh, adopted too, and they're on the same page with that. And when words start coming out about this three on three thing that took place with Porzingis on Tuesday, man, it, it just gets everybody more and more excited, even though we're not going to see him this season. It's just, it, it's, this is going to be the biggest ramp up to a certain moment. Um, I know his and, first game, he's going to go like one for 10 from three and everyone's going to freak out. I mean, we're legitimately going to be ramping up to in a 10 month span until October. From the moment that this trade happened, everybody gets excited, waiting for it. Then word starts coming out that he's not going to play, but you know, still rehabbing. Now we're getting the injury updates. Now he's starting to practice, and you know, he's hanging out with the team. Everybody's getting excited, and it's just going to keep on going and going. Can you imagine the the workout and highlight things we're going to see over the summer? Like him and Luca posting posting some videos, mm. you know, shooting in the gym together. You think you'd go or... bike riding with Dirk in an open field? <laughs> It's still one of my favorite pictures of Dirk. He's not on the road. He's on an open field. 
So that practice tomorrow, man, there's probably going to be a lot of media there. Uh, you know, media is kind of hit or miss at practices. Uh, it just kind of depends. But I would assume there's going to be a lot of media there on Wednesday uh, to see what Rick Carlisle, what, you know, whoever. Uh, Porzingis might talk afterwards. I, I'm not for sure. He's been, yeah, well, okay, his media stuff is uh, different. But it's going to be fun to hear what he has to say, what the players have to say. He's going to get on the court and roll with them. Um, man, this just gets you more excited for, for October and October is, uh, months away. I was thinking of, you know, that quote from Carlisle and from a seven, three guy, I've never seen anything like this. Who are the seven, three guys that he's seen? And so I went to basketball reference and I pulled up all the guys that were seven, three and taller in the NBA. There's George Mearshon, Manute Bowl. There's only been 25 ever Dang. in the entire in the history of the Dang. NBA. Uh, the oldest one is this guy named Swede Halbrook. He played 143 games in the 60s for two Dang. seasons. And then know. it skips all the way to 1984 with Ralph Sampson. Oh, yeah. Then you have Mark Eaton and Chuck Nevitt, Manu Bowl. Was uh, Rick Smith 7'3"? Rick Smith is in here. George Mirasan, Arvina Sabonis. Arvina Sabonis is like oh, what, my gosh. what Porzingis does, guy. but just like way bigger and slower. <laughs> There, there, there is literally not a better current comparison to an older player than Jokic is to Sabonis. Sabonis. Our Vitas Sabonis, not Demontis. Yes. He's not your Vitas. He's not my Vitas. He's our Vitas. Our Vitas Sabonis. I love Sabonis. Sean Bradley, Yao Ming, Zadrunas Ogalskis, Hashim Thabit. Sim Bular is on this list. Oh. <laughs> Eddie Tavares and Satnam. Boban. Boban Porzingis is the only the, the tallest guys in the NBA right now. Wow, that's wild that Porzingis is, yeah. is one of the tallest guys in the NBA. We need Boban and Porzingis to stand next to each other. What if they run Porzingis at the three like Durant or something? Remember when Durant was a rookie and uh, PJ Carlissimo was running him at the two <laughs> in Seattle, <It's> a seven <laughs> footer on that yes. two guard. But, yes, but Porzingis, man, like. There's like that list of guys I just named out. There's never been anybody like him. It's so crazy the things that he can do. Go back and look at some highlights. I, I was watching a a Jesus and Miro video of them freaking out with with Porzingis having like a forty point game, and just the, the excitement that they had for him when he was playing and he was playing well is just it's going to be amplified in Dallas because he's playing next to somebody that's actually as good or maybe better than he is. And I think he's going to be better. I really do. Better than Luca. I- no, I think better he's gonna be better, he better than he was before, because not only have, has he been taking all this time to get better, but now he he's came to he's in Dallas. They have this plan. There, you know, Cuban mentioned on our podcast that he needs to put on weight, uh, so you know he's gonna put on the weight properly. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's they they are going to maximize him to the best ability with who they bring in this summer, and that's the thing we've talked about with the draft lottery and even this summer. Just keep in mind. No matter what happens in the draft lottery, no matter what happens in free agency, we're still going to get Kristaps Porzingis back. And that is him alone. If you go on free agency, you don't spend a single dollar and you you miss out on the draft lottery and the pick conveys to, to Atlanta, you're still going to see Kristaps Porzingis walk in this fall yep. in a Mavericks jersey. And that right there is it should get yeah. you. Um, just, unless the Mavericks do something stupid with either of those assets, we will not be upset about this summer. Exactly. Right. Well, yeah. Yes. Yes. We won't be, because they're still no. Porzingis. 
We're still going to, yeah, be super excited. Are there moves that they could move, use with the $30 million that we could be like, oh, my gosh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, Unless they do something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But either way, yeah, yeah, I get your point. So Bobby Corral just tweeted, Doncic took a ball with him downstairs to the practice court. I think he's going to put in quite a bit of extra work tonight. Maybe on the free throw line. <laughs> just go down there to the practice court and just just stand there. Have, have a ball boy just pass it. Wouldn't it be great to be Luca's ball boy every once in a while? Um, well, one of the Bob boys is, is a loyal listener of this podcast. Oh, shout out. Yeah. Tweet us. Tweet uh, they're, us they're if, player. Uh, yeah, if they're, you, they're if, player. Well, if you they're rebounded player for Luca, <laughs> they're <laughs> player interns. They're great guys. Yeah. Uh, great guys. Wow. Yeah. You just call a player intern a ball boy. I didn't call him that. <laughs> that I was trying to correct <laughs> in the nicest way. Wow, such shade. Such shade. No. Ball boys are the kids that sat with us in the press box that rubbed the floor with the mop and all that. And they're legit kids. They're like 12, yeah. 10 years yeah. old. They always eat pizza. One of those kids actually goes to my church. It's kind of funny. But <laughs> keep is, it, is it different kid? There's always like a thousand of them. There are a ton of kids, yes. Sometimes it takes up the entire press box row, which is like 50 seats. Yes, and they always have food sitting around us. Yes, always. Always. There you go. That's a little insight on the... <laughs> random stuff <laughs> the press box anything else on porzingis on his interview on uh him looking fabulous anything i'm glad on? he did it i was actually kind of surprised he did that because i'd ask around previously about if he's going to address the media before this fall like just flat out yeah and um do you think he'll do an exit interview through some possibly i would say through some rumblings i i my thought was the next time we would hear from him would be a press conference if slash when when um, he uh, signs his uh, his deal this summer, oh, but yeah. but that but obviously he did this he did this in game interview and that's awesome and uh, that's even more, more encouraging. So I, yeah, I am very curious to see if he does an exit interview after the last regular season game. I think he will. It'll be interesting to see. All right, let's take a quick break and when we come back, let's talk about Jalen Brunson's all rookie team candidacy. All right, Isaac. So we've we've kind of speculated on this before, but let's actually try to put put some actual names to spots here. Let's look at the all rookie teams and see if Jalen Brunson actually has a case to make the team after because his, he had an incredible game. Yeah, yeah. We didn't talk much about this game besides Luca, but yeah, Jalen Brunson had a, a great game against the Spurs. He had thirty four points, his his season high, obviously his his the most points he's scored since high school. Tim McMahon said, yeah. So I mean, not even in college did he score thirty four points. It was an, an amazing. This game's going to get looked at as, hey, another loss, and it's the bad Luca game. But you cannot look over this performance by Brunson. I know, uh, I know, uh, Bobby, our friend Bobby, was tweeting out uh, like, hey, this is the last time somebody scored thirty-four points as far as a rookie for the Mavericks in the past. I forgot how. I mean, it was a long time. It was, was Luca. <laughs> it was like Luca and uh, Roddy B, <laughs> and it was Shout like out. just them two. And uh, for for Brunson to do this and even as a second round pick it's just absolutely incredible you can't look past this i just wrote this massive piece on him last week and uh, man i am I'm, I'm excited it, it's always fun when you write a, a good piece uh, you in a perfect world you you have the piece and you have a piece right after a massive performance 
but this still goes hand in hand with it and it just it plays into the player that he is he was he is the definition of a steal in a draft at 33 in the second yeah. round you get a guy like this and I'll take a step further there was a graphic shown by Fox Fox during the game and it was talking about uh, just the team in general and it showed like players that were traded and then it said future and it said Luca and Porzingis and I had an issue with that because I think it should say Luca Porzingis and Jalen Brunson that he should be on that future tab he's not I, I get he's not on Porzingis and Luca level I get that but he should be on that futures tab in that graphic especially since he is he has a guaranteed contract next year and, and not many players yes. on the Mavericks have one of those he will be a Dallas Maverick next year barring something just absolutely insane completely agree okay so so yes we we have acknowledged that he had a good game so people won't come at us about that the first team all rookie so there's five spots and you can do any any players doesn't have to be positions because in 2015-16 this was the first team first team all rookie 2015-16 towns porzingis Jokic, okafor and booker (laughs) so four centers and a guard (laughs) you can do whatever you want with these lists they're they don't they're not stuck to positions which is good because the the all rookie teams are sometimes tough to to get all the guys Yogi Ferrell made one. <laughs> Played like Heck 34 yeah. games. Okay, so it's going to be Luca, Trey Young, Aiton, Jaron Jackson Jr. Who do you think is the last one on? Marvin Bagley. Bagley, probably. The thing yeah. is, if you look at, let's see, where is Bagley on? Okay, Bagley's I, 13th I think be among rookies in minutes, though. That's kind of interesting to me. Yeah. I just think at stretch, we'll see if he play comes back at all towards the end of the season. But uh, you know how will he how will he be viewed if he doesn't play a a, a single game? People are gonna like. I immediately don't consider Wendell Carter Jr. because it seems like he's been out for a long time. He played, but if, he's played forty four games total. Wow. Yeah, but if Bagley doesn't play a, another game, he's only he's played forty seven. He's only played three more games at Carter. Yeah. So. That's where I, I do get that because you know me on any of these awards, games played means a lot to me. So I pencil in Bagley, but I could hear arguments for maybe somebody else. But and he, I'll, yeah, and I think he's been better than the rest of the guys that are above him. Uh, like Colin, these are the other guys in the, in the minutes played: Colin Sexton, Mikael Bridges, Shea Gills, Just Alexander, Kevin Herter, Kevin Knox, Shamit, Akogi, Miles Bridges, Bruce Brown. Those are the those are the only guys that are ahead of him. Yeah, so I I think Bagley will probably get that spot. The we'll first see. team spot. Yeah, the first team spot. I mean, he'll definitely get the second team spot, but I would pencil him in for that fifth spot in the first team. Right. So there you go. It's it, it's Luca, Trey, Aiton, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Bagley. That's the top five. The top five picks. Yeah, I wonder. This would be, that would be a fun thing to go back and look. Has that ever happened? Well, we can we can just look real quick. The last couple the, of se- last couple of teams Kuzma made last year. That doesn't that doesn't. No. <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon made the year before. Jokic made the year before that. Miritich. Jordan Clarkson made it in 2014-15. You have Michael Carter-Williams. You're looking at just going back through. This sounds like a great video idea for you. (laughs) Well, this top five... Which we've talked about a little bit. Well, I've I've talked about does this top five not have any busts in it. That's that's the the video idea. 2012-13 had Anthony Davis, Brad Beal, Lillard... Deion Waiters, Harrison Barnes. That's pretty close to the top. That's like all top no. 10. Sorry, MKG. You suck at shooting, so. 2011-12 um, had 
seven guys on the first team? That's odd. What? Listen to this team. Kyrie Irving, Rubio, Fareed, Thompson, Schumpert, Leonard, Brandon Knight. That was the first team. That's seven guys. Okay. This this is NBA.com, by the way. You you said you said Malcolm Brogdon, and it reminded me. Derek White had a really good game for San Antonio tonight. And Brogdon kind of reminds me of that type of mold, or White reminds me of a Brogdon mold. And we, if there's one guy, you know, I'm a broken record with this. If there's one guy outside of those top names that I want Dallas to get this summer, it's Malcolm Brogdon. He's going to shoot 50, 40, 90 this year. I just put him in my last is it really? Free Dawkins video, yeah. Stop stop hyping him up. The uh, stop it. the other other guards to make that list are like Curry, Steve Nash, Jose Calderon. <laughs> wow. It's like the only ones. Uh, Reggie Miller, I, want, I guess. I want Brogdon bad. Anyway, second team. Second team. Sexton, Shea Gilgis Alexander, probably Mikael Bridges. Who? Um, Love Mikael. Hey, can uh, can we can we brag on ourselves and say hey, we were right on Mikael? Yes, we were right on McHale. We were right on Shea. Um, oh, yeah. remember when I went? Remember when I said that Gilgis SGA would be the best guard in this draft, and it was kind of like out there. It was very, it was very hot. It was very spicy. Yes. he's not. Which is still, Trey, it's Trey still not. Yeah, Trey. Better, yeah, well, Trey, Trey is. I, I don't know. Oh, I guess Luke is, but it depends. It, on, on it was a little spicy, but uh, Trey's definitely better than him right now. But I still love. He's Colin Sexton better than him right now. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, I'd take SGA. That was a tough one. So Okay, so that's three spots. We have two spots left. Kevin Herter, Kevin Knox, Landry Shamit, Josh Kogi. Josh Kogi started a lot of games. Uh, Jalen Brunson, Wendell Carter. Okay, I will say this. Mitchell you, Robinson. You, you automatically put Colin Sexton in there, right? Oh, yeah. I, I put Sexton, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and Mikhail Bridges. I think those are automatics. Okay, so look, just look at this for a second. Per thirty six is something I don't I don't like looking at a ton, especially with rookies. But, but when you look at like Brunson, for instance, I do like to see what his per thirty six would be compared to some of these guys because some of these guys are getting a ton of minutes, like Colin Sexton. So Colin Sexton, yes, he's uh, second second in minutes. He's played over two thousand minutes. Colin Sexton's averaging thirty minutes a game. Jalen Brunson's averaging nineteen point eight minutes per game, and he's missed uh, he, a bunch of games because he just didn't play early. Yeah, you know it will go up a little bit because he he got thirty six minutes tonight. Um, but so let's look at their per thirty six between him and Sexton. Sexton his per thirty six is eighteen points, uh, three assists, and three rebounds. Jalen Brunson is well four point I mean fourteen points, five assists, four rebounds. So his numbers are more even with SGA. Then it is Sexton, really, because SGA's per thirty six is fourteen four and three, and Brunson's fourteen five and four. So if you're saying what what would Brunson look like if you see tonight he had thirty six minutes, what if he was getting twenty five to thirty minutes a game? Man, what would his numbers look like compared to SGA or Colin Sexton? And it's, we're not just saying that oh his numbers averaged out equal that we've actually seen him like like in tonight like yeah. in tonight's game where he actually played that mu- that amount of time and he scored and did other things and so yeah I, I'm with you that that Jalen Brunson getting more time and he would put up better stats for sure. Brunson's 15 in rookies among rookies right now in minutes played. Ooh, it's a little it's a little down there, but. I can't – it's hard to see. But he's a second-round pick. I mean, saying he's 15th in minutes played when he was picked in the second round, that's 15 other guys in the first round that you're playing. Right, right. I mean, but we're talking about him as is he, is he one of the top 10 best 
you know, rookies in this class right now. So we have to kind of throw stuff like that up there. For sure. Now, I mean, as you go, as you go down, um, did we talk about Miles Bridges any? Miles Bridges is, is 12th in minutes in played. Consi- okay. He's in consideration. So we put SGA. Um, put SGA, we, we Sexton, put, and, and Shea. So we put Colin Sexton in there. He got a lot of bad rep, and we were actually talking about this before the pod. He got some bad rep at the beginning of the season oh, because awful. some of his numbers, and yeah, he was just he wasn't playing very well. But if go back and look at Colin Sexton's numbers, in particularly, like look at when Kevin Love came back and how how well he's played since Kevin Love has came back to the Cavs. That that's something fun, good to look at because you're like, oh my gosh, they actually have another good player on their team, so he has somebody to play with and I think his numbers really improved since since Love's came back. So yeah, we we both put Sexton in there. It's just now where where do you go with those last two spots? Is Mikel a lock for the second team? Is he a lock? I guess so. I put I mean, him, we love I put him. him in there. Hmm. He's so, played. A ton, he's played a ton for a really bad team. What's he shooting from three right now? Thirty-five. Okay, I thought it'd be a little higher, but we do love Mikel Bridges, though. We do love. Mikel um. Bridges. Yeah, he's he's shooting forty-three point eight percent from the field, thirty-five percent from three, seventy-nine point six percent from free throw line, averaging twenty-seven point nine minutes, eight point two points, three point one rebounds, two assists game and playing some lockdown defense yeah he does play defense really good i thought kevin Herter's numbers would be a little bit better this year he's averaging nine points a game he is shooting 38 percent from three which is really good mm-hmm. colin sexton's shooting 39 percent from three guys 39 <laughs> percent colin sexton shoot for three uh and he's shooting three a game kevin Herter's also shooting four and a half threes a game i thought for sure he would be shooting at least six threes a game like why why is it kevin Herter shooting Seven three-pointers a game for Atlanta right now. He should just be launching them. Because <laughs> they're trying to play winning basketball. Okay, well. Trying to, make the Mavericks, really well. trying to make the Mavericks pick better. That's their secret That's their secret conspiracy. Okay, so if we have three lockdown spots, the two other spots, we're looking at who's your main guys? All right. Um, I think Wendell Carter has to be in there. Okay. As a, as a consideration. Okay. Okay, so you have Wendell, you have uh, Mitchell Robinson. I, I think Mitchell Robinson's a lock, but man, he looks like it. A lot of people have brought up the Mitchell Robinson thing of the second round teams that passed on him, and I get it. I mean, he's he was just a huge wild card. Yes, <laughs> I mean no one knew he didn't play, just set out, and it was just he was yeah. a guy that didn't play last year. He's gonna play for Western Kentucky, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going to play for Western Kentucky, a, then didn't play, and then he sat out for the whole year. Uh, Rodion's Kuruks is another guy that we could okay. – the other second-round guy that's played pretty well. We can uh, put him in for a spot. I think Jalen has to be considered. I will put Brunson over him. Well, yeah. So, then, so in the first round, you have Herder. I would put – give me give me Brunson over Kogi. Yeah. Landry Shamit's had a decent year. Yeah, he's shooting 42% from three. Okay, I'm calling it right now. Brunson and Mitchell Robinson's the final two spots. Second team, all rookie. Wow. Mitchell Robinson. 
If Mitchell Mitchell Robinson's played what fifty one games right now, he's probably going to finish around what seventy something games. I don't know how many games they have left, but if he plays thirty, if he plays thirty more games than Wendell Carter Jr., he better make it over Wendell. Yes, he's he's only played seven more games than him right now. Yeah, but he's got the rest of the season. Mitchell Robinson also randomly has has 4.4 win shares which is third in all among all rookies it's like eight and one luca two mitchell three wow so when the knicks ever do win which is rarely (laughs) he is a big part of it what about kevin knox kevin knox is is kind of interesting to me where is kevin knox he's played a bunch he's not he's eighth in, in minutes, but he's averaging twelve points and four rebounds, shooting thirty five point nine percent from the field. Look at his win share. Uh negative one point three. <laughs> um for context, there is only one other player. Um there's only one other player in the top in the lottery that has a negative win share. That's Colin Sexton. Yeah, it's, the Cavs are awful. But yeah. win share is a weird stat. They are, yeah, yeah, I don't like. Okay, so we have well. Sexton, Shea Gilders, Alexander, Mikael Bridges, Mitchell Robinson, and we're gonna pencil in Jalen Brunson. But you could consider Wendell, Kuroks, Miles Bridges, Jalen Brunson. I think Kevin Herter can get some love. Uh, I think I, it's just gonna be tough for me to put Wendell in there at forty-four games. But I mean, that's you're right at. I mean, you're three games away from being missing half the season. So I'm sorry. It's not like you're averaging 50 a game. So I'm not even considering Wendell. I'm sorry. That's but I guess that goes into my Bagley logic and whatever. <laughs> there you go. That's that's our. We're just going to pick Jalen Brunson because that's that's who we feel. That's In our hearts, yeah. that's who we feel. So there you go. Let us know what you think. Um, tweet us if you think who you think should get that last spot or if we got any of those spots wrong in the first and second team. And uh, we'll probably tweet it out. And then uh, we, I wanted to let everyone know this is at the end of this at the end of this pod that uh, I started a podcast with the SB Nation Podcast Network. They are starting a whole network over there. I'm not going to advertise it very much on this podcast, but I wanted to explain to everyone how it's going to work. I'm keeping on with Lockdown Maps. It's not going anywhere. If if push comes to shove, I will quit the SB Nation thing before I, before I quit this. This is the you know, the focus. So Isaac and I will still be doing podcasts every single day. It's just, I'm adding another podcast. So I'm doing a podcast for SB nation for the maps Moneyball podcast. It's called the Nick van exit row. And it, uh, I drop it every Tuesday. So I just dropped the first one the other day. So you can go look up the maps Moneyball podcast and it'll be on the maps Moneyball podcast. Uh, they're doing this, they're doing this thing where they're, uh, everybody on the, the podcast has different shows so i'll have a show josh bow has a show jeffrey cooperstein has a show uh, i think kirk is gonna have a show possibly potentially maybe and so there come they're, on he could do one a week <laughs> don't be an old man kirk and so we'll uh so we'll we'll post one like one every day from from different people so i'll put my the title of mine will be like nick van exeter episode one episode whatever so if you want to listen to me you can go subscribe to the maps money Well podcast you can listen to me there and uh, I'm trying different stuff. So it's going to be different than Lockdown Maps. I'm doing segments. I'm doing like Beef of the Week that I used to do with Seeing Stars. I'm doing like a, a opening monologue. I'm doing one, the thing that you'll like. I'm doing a segment called One Good Thing. I'm going to end the show with like one good thing that the Mavericks are doing this week. And so 
this week I pointed to uh, Daryl Armstrong's Foundation for Premature Babies mm. and uh, just talked about it. And so end with one good thing. Uh, I do like a stat of the week, stuff like that. So I'm just doing like different kinds of, and it's just a way for me to, you know, try something new. With Lockdown Maps, we get stuck into the, we have to talk about the day-to-day, the every single day, you know, the the news and all that. I'm not going to be doing that as much because it's only weekly. So there you go. That's explaining the podcast. Nothing's changing SBS. with us. Nope, nothing. So we are here every single day. Nothing's changing with us. Uh, that is, yeah, that's like an additional podcast thing. So we've gotten a few tweets about it. So nothing, nothing's changing with us. We're rolling on by. <laughs> there you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.